0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have an amazing episode for you today. I am talking to Camila Coelho. She is one of the big OG influencers. So I'm sure so many of you follow her, are familiar with her. She has like 9 million followers on Instagram. I don't even know how many on YouTube, which is kind of where she got her start. And I never really know... What I'm going to get when I'm interviewing some of these like internet personalities, content creators. And she is just such a queen. Like, there are times where I'm just sitting across from somebody and I am so inspired and it really motivates me in my own work. And that's exactly how I felt with her. But despite her success and her lifestyle and just what her life is today, she. Is so grounded, so warm, so humble. I really think humility is like one of, if not the most attractive qualities that somebody can have. And I just was sitting there going, Oh, yeah, I get it. Like, I totally get why she is where she is today. And I feel like she's only just getting started. Like, she's really just becoming this whole lifestyle brand. So we talked a lot about. Her experience with epilepsy. This is something that she's been open about in recent years. And we talk about how it kind of shaped and changed the trajectory of her life and how those challenges became assets for her. And we talk a lot about her career, like since the early days, she used to be a makeup artist at the Dior counter, and then she started a YouTube. And like I said in the beginning, I think she was kind of one of the OG Instagram influencers as well. So we talk a lot about that and how she evolves with the ever-changing social media landscape that we are all living with right now. We talk about how she avoids the comparison trap. We talk about her relationship. She's been with her husband for like half her life, and it's really sweet to hear her talk about that relationship and how he really helps to keep her grounded and humble. And of course, we talk about routines. We talk beauty tips, wellness, and so much more. So I think you guys are going to love this episode. Please enjoy Camilla Coelho. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? Good. I feel like we've been here chatting for a while trying to get this going. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I really, I feel like there are so many things that I want to cover today, but I kind of want to start with what is something that we don't know about you because you have been openly sharing about your life for so long. You're like one of the OG Instagram, YouTube influencers I feel like people have been with you along your journey from like where you started which I want to get into to where you are now with you know your businesses and your child and all of these amazing things happening. So is there anything that we don't know about you?
1: <laughs> That's a, actually a tricky question because I don't know if there's anything people don't know about me. I share a lot. Uh, and yes, I've been on social media for so long, over a decade, and you know I do try to share everything in my life. But one thing that I feel a lot of people still don't know about me is that, you know, with my lifestyle today, you know, traveling around the world and having the privilege, you know, to work with so many amazing brands and, you know, luxury brands a lot of times, people feel like maybe I just come from this world and I don't. I come from a very small town, a humble family who had to really work their way up. I come from an immigrant mom who migrated into the United States to get a better life. And that's one thing that, you know, and I really appreciate the simple things in life. You know, it took me some years and a lot of dreaming to get to where I am today. I mean, I when I was a when I was a teenager when I moved to the US, I never thought I would do what I'm doing today. It was not in my plans, but it happened and I I never took anything for granted. You know, I really was very grateful for every little step of my journey. But yes, I think that's one thing that people don't know about me. I come from a very humble background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had a bit of a difficult
0: time when you moved here, right? And you you opened up about your epilepsy. Yes. And that was something that I wanted to talk to you about because I have had a lot of seizures, not from epilepsy, but from drug addiction. I've been sober for nine years, but prior to that, it was all the time. And so it's different, obviously. Yeah. But I I do like remember that fear mm-hmm. and I think it stays. I still have it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you talk about it and just how that changed your, you know, your teenage years, right. Mm-hmm. And your social life and all of that. So can you talk a little bit about that, about like getting diagnosed and yeah, how that changed everything for you?
1: Thank you for sharing that. I have chills right now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it was hard for me because, you know, I moved to the United States. I was 14 years old. And I mean, imagine coming from Brazil to Scranton, Pennsylvania, a very small like American office. town. Yep. We're the office. <laughs> everybody. That's Dunder a reference. Dunder everybody. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, you know, I went to a very like American white like high school. So I felt already very different. And, you know, culturally speaking as well, like people acted differently they you know it was like i uh, the first friend i had i just wanted to walk around with her like holding arms cuz it's very brazilian and actually some people have just uh, thought that we were lesbians <laughs> i was like okay that's <laughs> how friends walk around in brazil but you know things like that but because i had i was diagnosed with epilepsy i was 9 so at age 9 it didn't really affect me honestly to be you know real with you um all i wanted was to be able to have a normal life, and I was able to play. I was able to do, you know, everything I wanted to. I was, I, I've always had a very controlled epilepsy, thankfully. If I'm on medicine, I usually won't have a seizure, but the fear is always there, and you never know, you know, if you are gonna have one. And whenever I had a headache, I kept thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, I cannot have a seizure. I cannot have an episode." What if it happens in front of people? And that was my biggest fear. And also of dying. Like yeah. I could have a seizure anywhere and it could be somewhere that I could die. Going to school and meeting new friends, you know, I always had that in the back of my mind. And it really like started to affect me more when I, when I started like going out with friends and we started partying, you know, they started drinking. And the drinking thing, it's like one thing that I can't do is drink alcohol. and. You know, my friends started pressuring me. Oh, why don't you drink? Are you afraid? Do you have a problem? What is it? And every little thing, when you're insecure about something, it affects you, right? Mm -hmm. So it got to a point that I just wanted to blend in. I wanted to, I mean, I wish I could tell myself differently at that time, but I just wanted to fit in. And there was this one night, I, I remember exactly that night, I just talked to myself and I was like, and God. I'm very religious, and I was like, God bless me. I, I'm i not going to have this anymore. I'm going to be seizure-free, and I'm going to stop the medicine. And I did by myself. I didn't tell my mom, my doctor, and I just stopped taking the medicine. And to be honest, I didn't even drink alcohol. I pretended I did. I didn't even like mm-hmm. to taste. And a few months later, I go to school, very heavy headache. I have a seizure. In front of all of my friends. And to be honest, I don't remember how it happened. I mean, it was a full blank. And I wake up in the hospital and I'm crying. And I'm the only thing I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm alive. And I drove to school that day. I I couldn't even look at my mom's face because I knew she was going to be so upset. And that day she had the most beautiful conversation with me. And the one the conversation that I truly needed. She told me, Camilla... You are, there are people fighting for their lives every single day. There are people who are here in this hospital that don't know if they're going to wake up tomorrow. And there are people with epilepsy who, even though taking medicine, they have several seizures a day. They can't, you know, live a normal life. And here you are. You take a medicine. Yes, you have some limitations, but you are a very healthy girl. You get to live your beautiful life. So how lucky are you? And that really, and it still gives me chills. Mm -hmm. It still makes me emotional because that truly changed my whole perspective on my condition, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started to be more positive and I started feeling lucky instead of feeling different and less than other people. So it completely changed it for me, and I was almost eighteen at the time. So you know, little by little, I'm not going to say changed completely. For example, it took me a while to share on social media, but I did. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was uh, definitely a milestone for me.
0: hmm Such a good example of turning something like turning a challenge into an asset, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I love when people can be honest about that. Yeah. And I was just really impressed. By you talking about it and i think that people don't like realize how scary it is yeah. maybe they do but like just hearing you talk about like the headache like i get mm-hmm. i still get like that anxiety because yeah. it's just it's like traumatizing even though you don't remember it yeah really. and i
1: think the worst part is knowing like for me it was seeing my family hurt by it because mm-hmm. they watch it mm-hmm. my sister has witness it my mom of course and seeing them talk about it or like like the the fear in their eyes as well like i don't want to see you go through this again mm-hmm. it's just so like it hurt me even more yeah. than like myself going through it you know so yeah. i still get emotional talking about yeah. it especially when i it, i talk about my family there was one episode i had that I was with my brother and he's everything to me he's just been like after he saw me having an episode he was he's just also, our relationship changed, you know. He was very protective always. And, like wanted to make sure and still and to this day that I'm okay, that I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but the fear is something that it really hits you.
0: Yeah. yeah. My last, not to make this whole thing about this, <laughs> but the last one that I ever had, my parents flew out to L.A. I was like in the depths of my addiction and it was like I didn't want to be doing what I was doing, but I couldn't stop because my body was like so yeah. dependent on everything and they showed up at my doorstep and I dropped and had a grand mal seizure in front of them and and it was terrifying for them, you know? And you're right. Like it is more what it does to the people around you. Like, and again, very different circumstances, but I can relate to you a lot. What made you decide to share that on social media?
1: So, you know, after my mom when I was little, she always told me, and I think to definitely to protect me, you know, Mm -hmm. Camilla, you don't have to tell anybody that you have, epilepsy and I think she told me that because I did have a normal you know like a a controlled epilepsy and to protect me as well you know there's so much stigma still out there like there's still a lot of people who don't understand what epilepsy is and, and and the difference right between each type of epilepsy and each person one out of 26 people have epilepsy Wow. Which is insane. That's crazy. Uh, but most people don't talk about it because they are afraid. They feel different. They don't want to. And when I shared, I got so much feedback and stories, like real true stories about people who have it. One of them, it, it stuck to me like that was shocked. This girl said that when she finally was able to tell, like had the courage to share, she told her boss that she had epilepsy. And next week she was fired. And, you know, probably because her boss thought that she was incapable to do what she was doing. So there's still a lot of stigma. And I really wanted to use my platform to try to end the stigma and try to educate people about epilepsy. So today I'm a board member of the Epilepsy Foundation, you know, and we do a lot together. But I decided to share because of that. I was like, you know what? There's the only thing I have never talked about. It's the one thing that Still, like I want, if I use my platform to talk about, I can help other people, but also help myself in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, that happened around the time that I was looking into getting pregnant, which is a whole thing. You know, when you have epilepsy and you drink the medicine, you have to see if you can get pregnant on medicine. If you remove the medicine, it's a whole story. So I was afraid. I was like, the only thing I want is to be able to get pregnant, number one, and to have a healthy child, it was a very scary moment phase for me and I was like I really want to share I need to share and I you know I want to hear from other moms as well other you know other women out there and people what their stories are so I finally decided to share and I was scared <laughs> I was so scared but I shared and it was the best thing I did and it helped me in a level that I can't even explain, like listening, hearing. I remember going in the plane when I read, I think most, like most messages that I got, I made sure to read it. i was showing my husband and I was so happy. I had smiles on my faces. Women telling me, you know, I, I was in the same spot as you. Like I was so scared to have babies, but I did go on medicine or I went without medicine and it worked out. Uh, but at the end, I it helped make a decision. You know, I got pregnant. On the epilepsy medicine, I had to change the medicine and go for another one, a newer one. But I was afraid. I was like, mom, my doctor told me, this one only doctor told me that I should go on medicine. All the other doctors said I should go without. And this one doctor told me, yes, you should go on it. Because if you don't, you're going to be a whole pregnancy scared that what if I have I have a seizure? you know?' And I didn't want to be... I don't want to transfer those feelings to my baby. Mm-hmm. I want to be calm and happy. Right. So because of all the the letters and feedback I got from all these women, I was like, I'm going to go without. And I did. And I didn't have a seizure. I, I mean, I went with medicine mm-hmm. and I, I didn't have a seizure. My child is healthy I mean, I'm the happiest I could be right now. I know, I'm a mom. It was my biggest dream. But yeah, that's why I decided to share to use my platform. You know, I have a voice. I and I should use it, especially you know, to help other people.
0: So. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about social media now? I mean, it's changed so much from when you started, from when I even started, and you know, you've really evolved with it. And you know, like I said in the beginning, you've. Grown these businesses. And how do you feel about that? And like something that you mentioned earlier was about your humble beginnings. And how do you stay grounded with the lifestyle that you
1: have now and like being in the industry? Yeah. And it is so crazy. Yeah, no, great question. I, you know, it's funny because in the beginning, when you start, for me, in the beginning, it was a hobby and then it became a business. Mm-hmm. And to your question, like how the internet has changed, it has changed comp- like so much. Before, for example, when I started on YouTube, you couldn't, you couldn't get paid off of anything on YouTube. It was just a hobby. You're there to show something that you like or whatever. So today, people start thinking like with a goal, you know, I want to mm-hmm. make a career out of this. So it completely changed. It's very saturated today, which is great. At the same time, like there's you know, opportunity in so many levels for so many people. But when you start, you want to, you get excited and you want to do all these things. And then I got to the point in my life where I was doing it all. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I have accomplished so much. I have done a collaboration with Lancôme, like the first person to do a collaboration with Lancôme. I, I walked at a Paris Couture Week as a bride to close a show. Insane. Like, things that That I designer. Ralph and Russo. Amazing. And I was their bride and like oh. they had the most beautiful dresses and yeah, it was crazy. A dream, I know, it was so nice <laughs> and, um, you know, I went to the Met Gala. I was like, what? Like things that I would pinch myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point around that phase, like the best year of my life was like 2018, 19. And I started noticing that I wasn't fully happy. There was something I was Constantly having anxiety attacks, and I didn't know there were anxiety attacks until I, you know, it kept getting worse. And, you know, my husband, who's my partner, he would come talk to me about my agenda and things like that. And I like only amazing things happening. And then I'll see myself crying. I'm like, I don't, why am I not excited about these things anymore? Why why am I not happy? And I'll feel guilty Mm -hmm. because I know where I come from and because I know I'm so lucky and blessed to be where I am. And then, you know, I I I've, I've figured out that I just I needed to prioritize my time and that, you know, I needed to take a step back. I needed to have more time, say more no's and have more time for things that I love to do, you know, be more with my family, my friends, going back more often to my hometown, which is where I grew up and makes me the happiest person. The only place I can disconnect is there, ride my horses and, you know, things like that. And I started to do that. I started, the no's were hard, especially before pandemic. It was Mm -hmm. really hard to say no. (laughs) After pandemic, it's like, yeah, you know, you, it's easier to say no, but Mm -hmm. 2018 like before then it was it was hard but I, I said those hard no's and I really prioritized on my mental health and it, it, it changed me a lot so yes the internet is very different today I feel like you know if still after after pandemic we're still rushing we're still going so I think it's very important especially for me now as a mom especially I really prioritize mental health and quality time with loved ones and what makes me truly happy you know it's Work is important. Making goals is important, but you need to step back sometimes.
0: How I wake up and start my day largely determines how my day is going to go. And let me give you an example of this. So I mentioned a few weeks ago that Chuck was shooting a new show. His schedule has been kind of crazy where he's doing super early mornings or really late nights. And at first he was waking up Way before the crack of dawn, to his cell phone alarm. And let me tell you, this was quite jarring for me as somebody who's used to waking up with no alarm. And it just felt like I was jolted awake with a surge of adrenaline and cortisol. And then that stayed with me through the entire day, despite all of the things that I do in the morning to calm my nervous system. So we started using a Hatch Restore 2 instead. And It has been absolutely incredible. So the Restore 2 is basically your new bedside sleep companion inspired by nature, backed by sleep science and designed to take care of you from sunset to sunrise. So you can tap into your circadian rhythm every morning with a gradual sunrise alarm that wakes you gently. So you can choose birds chirping. You can choose what color you want the restored to to turn whether you want like an amber or a yellow and it gradually brightens kind of like the sun it's absolutely amazing and then you can also establish a phone-free routine that helps you break your late night scrolling habit as well which is huge and you can ease into sleep with a sunset Paired with sleep stories, guided meditations, and more. So head to hatch.co and get free expedited shipping on your new Restore 2 so you can start feeling well rested ASAP. That's hatch.co, H A T C H dot CO. When I was in Florida, I kind of went against my sun principles a little bit and I got a ton of natural sun, but I felt a little bit better about it because of course I was using sunscreen and I was also Slathering myself in the De La Vie Sciences Ionia age defying serum. If you guys missed my episode a few weeks ago with Dr. Kyle Landry, definitely go back and listen. It is absolutely fascinating. And they're really on the cutting edge of anti aging and skincare. So, De La Vie Sciences was co founded by Harvard biologist, longevity expert, Dr. David Sinclair, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And the key ingredient in the Ionia age defying serum is bacillus lysate. So this is the first biological cosmetic to be certified by the space foundation and bacillus lysate has been proven to boost hydration, reduce free radicals, which is amazing and even stimulate the gene that regulates aging. And on the podcast, he talked about how this organism actually was put outside of the space station and it's UV protective properties were enhanced when it was exposed to really high levels of radiation. So that's basically how I felt on my trip. Like I was outside of the space station, very close to the sun, but I was, like I said, slathering myself in the serum. I absolutely love it. I use it on my face. I've also been using it on my body. Ionia offers an array of clinically proven benefits that translate into the ability to reduce fine lines and wrinkles Protect the skin's moisture barrier, improve elasticity and firmness, and most important, fight the visible impacts of aging. And right now you can visit www.delaviesciences.com and receive 25% off your first order of Ionia Age Defying Serum. Just use the promo code BLONDE at checkout to receive your discount. Again, that's delaviesciences.com, D-E-L-A-V-I-E sciences.com. And the code is BLONDE for 25% off your first order of the Ionia Age Defying Serum. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division One athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. RealPod. It does feel like it's gotten just so crazy. And I feel like to what end? What are we all racing for? Like, where are we going? Right. And it's changed a lot with things like TikTok and the discoverability of that and people blowing up overnight and everybody's Mm -hmm. becoming a quote unquote brand. And I feel like you kind of Got into like product at a really good time because it was a little bit before yeah, that, and you really established different. yourself, which you would have done anyway because <laughs> you're you. very talented. I don't know, actually, and all. I feel like
1: I actually got in late because really, if, yeah, like I I kept thinking about it, and wanting it, and in the process, you know, the process of actually launching it, it mm-hmm. takes two to three years. Yeah, so I should have started like even before <laughs> because yeah, today you know everyone has a brand basically. But I did start at a good time. I mean, I launched CCC, my clothing line in 2019, which is a good time. Good timing. <laughs> um, and then my beauty brand was launched during the pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, it's still great. You know, the brands do great. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, you know, thankful that I have so much support. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I need some of that to blend my hypopigmentation. Oh my gosh, I should have brought a box more. for you. Why didn't I?
1: Why didn't I? I'll order well, some. No, y'all will you. The glow, you're going to love. I see I have it on my legs. Yeah, it's amazing. I cannot go out without so my glow. Good. <laughs>
0: so good. Do you think it's too saturated? I know that like the number one question people listening probably have is how to break in now. I get that question a lot. Yeah. And I'm like nowhere near the level that you're at. You know, it's...
1: Honestly, it's saturated. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very saturated. But you never know. Like, well, I, there's different levels. I think of it diff- like in two different ways. When I started over 10 years ago, it was really hard. I mean, it, there wasn't really like a career out of this, where we're doing. But once it became something, it was really hard to prove yourself because mm-hmm. it was new, right? So my hard phase was that like trying to, really prove that okay this is legit I can sell product I can like you know and and I remember like even writers and like editors would look at influencers I was mm-hmm. like come on what are you guys doing I remember that uh, like being at in the front row yeah there was, like, all that it was drama it was it was it was, t- it was hard for you know and and it got to a point it was I was so happy when it really got to a point that like okay brands are they get it mm-hmm. and this is it this is the f- I mean internet it's This is it. This is the future.
0: People still stigmatize it though, which is so crazy to me. Like influencer is a derogatory word. And it's like, this has been a business
1: for a decade and it's going to continue to be. Yeah. But yes, it's saturated, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's still room for, you know, like you said, TikTok, you never know. Just a one person blows up overnight mm-hmm. and i think it's beautiful that we can still have you know these platforms that you know you just get someone and you make their life you completely change your lives overnight but it doesn't have it doesn't mean you have to blow up i think at the end of the day whoever you know asks that question like how can i make it i think you know concentrate on what you want to do because at the end of the day you want to do what you like to do right we, That. If you are working with what you love, you're going to be happy. So concentrate on that. Not so much on, am I going to grow fast? I really need to get there because then you can lose track. Mm-hmm. When you look too much to the side, like concentrate on what you're doing, you can lose yourself. So do that. And, you know, of course, try to be creative and think outside the box. I think thinking outside the box is what I ask myself. What can I do like to reinvent myself? You have to, Every day think about that because you see everything today, like anything you look for on social media, you can find. Mm-hmm. So how can you stand out? Right? It's mm-hmm. hard. But I don't know if I have an exact answer for you. No, honestly. I'm like really here talking, but yeah, I feel like my answer is I feel like there's still place for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. to you can influence anyone, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if you are if you are active on social media, you are influencing somebody. Mm-hmm. Right with what you're talking about, or it's it's funny. I'm I'm making this long, but my sister in law, for example, I I have the curiosity. I'm like, who do you who do you follow? Who do you love to follow the most? And a lot of times it's like, yeah, she says a bit of like a couple of big names, but then the rest is like random. Like maybe just a girl at her house, mm-hmm. like sharing random things, no numbers at all. But like, it's just the realness of it, mm-hmm. and like you know, so anyone. can yeah be an amazing influencer or a creator, you know? Mm -hmm. It all depends on you. I feel like what people get caught up in
0: now is just regurgitating trends because they want that really fast growth. You see, like, other people... They want that viral video. But, like, what do you do? I I can't imagine. (laughs) What do you do with that when overnight you have a few million followers and they're all waiting for the next content?
1: And, like, where do you go with that? I just (laughs) think that must be, like, very overwhelming. Yeah, but, Um, you know, the beauty of it today is also that brands they love the micro influencers they're yes. like small so numbers are not everything
0: yeah yeah yeah. oftentimes the smaller people are converting more yeah. and, and their demographic like yeah. they're just so engaged it's very true with what they're doing and to your point I think like having a story mm. and like being open and honest and connecting with people that's yeah. what people are craving and that's probably why your sister-in-law is like oh yeah. I follow this random person yeah. because there's something about her story yeah. and I think that's you know, something that you do really well, obviously, like I would imagine that when you shared about the epilepsy, not to go back to that, but that really opened you up in yeah. a new way to your followers. And that makes people feel really connected yeah. to you.
1: A hundred percent.
0: So, oh, something I wanted to ask you is how do you avoid the comparison trap? <laughs> comparison, meaning mm-hmm. like,
1: um, just
0: like we're we're seeing what everyone else is doing we're seeing all their accomplishments we're seeing all of their Mm. beauty things everything and then you're at like fashion week and how does that affect you at all or are you just like very confident
1: you meaning like if I compare me comparing myself Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. other people, yeah oh my gosh I've been there and you know I would say a few years ago I used to look of course you look at your peers you look at even you know people you love and Mm -hmm. love following and around you but you do because you and there's like the FOMO <laughs> now I say I'm too old to have FOMO mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one thing like what are the Jomo, things you're too right? old for yeah exactly the joy <laughs> it's the best um, yeah JOMO is the best mm-hmm. but definitely I I really tried to like I'm in a I'm even before becoming a mom I think after pandemic during the pandemic it really helped me and I think it, it helped a lot of people and you know not feeling that way not trying like not to compare yourself to others so much because each person has their own I say everyone it's one thing I say everyone has a beautiful light inside of them and your light is unique you know if you let it shine if you let it shine through you you're going to be different than that one person that you think that their light shines so bright and a lot of times we hold that light in no, we, and with, we, with me, it was epilepsy and maybe other things. But once I am able to love myself enough and feel confident about what I'm doing, and your light will shine so bright that you will stand out. And comparing yourself to other people a lot of times, and I'll go back to kind of what I said before, it blocks you from growing and going in the direction. It, it kind of defocuses you. So one thing I try to do, I always like to look around because also it's important, right, to see what other people are doing, but not feeling bad. Oh, my gosh, this person went to this ex event and I wasn't there or this collaboration that I did wasn't as special as that. Don't do that. You're only going to feel less. You're not going to appreciate where you're going through and what you accomplished. Because a lot of times you accomplish something amazing and you don't realize it because you're comparing yourself to X Y and Z. Mm-hmm. So don't let yourself do that. I've done that in the past a few years ago and I never let that happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working way too hard not to appreciate this moment or this mm-hmm. accomplishment or even it sometimes it's personal too, you know, not just business. So yeah, I am today and I'm in a very good place about that. <laughs>
0: you seem like you're in a great place in general. I need to know, how do you balance everything now that you're a mom? You have these businesses, I would imagine. I mean, just scheduling this. I know you have a lot going on for you. So how do you manage everything and keep a really level head? And you just seem to have like a really grateful, optimistic attitude. And
1: I know that you said a few years ago you
0: weren't in that place.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've I've tried to be very positive. It doesn't mean I don't have my down moments. Like this week, for example, I'll share with you a few days ago I was crying with my husband. Because now being a mom, you're it's like different type of worries, you know? Like before it was like, oh, I'm just too busy. imagine this crazy. But now it's like, I'm okay saying all these no's. But still, I have a child where I want to be a present mom. And I feel guilty if I'm not there. Like this week, I was out every day. Every single day I was out. Yesterday, I had a full day of photo shoot. And I got back home yesterday and I cried again. I cried with my husband. and It makes me emotional again because... I'm like, I want to be with him. I don't want my son is seven months old. And I know that, you know, most moms out there, they have to go out and work every day. But you feel guilty Mm -hmm. for a lot of things. I'm still balancing that mom life, you know, and I'm very happy. I, I, I am very happy. But now I'm like struggling with, you know. Trying to make myself not feel guilty about certain things, especially being a mom. You know, now I'm fully back to work and I have two brands to run. I have, you know, so much to do, work with other brands. And then my son is also my priority. And how can I just do it all? And I want to make sure I'm a good mom and I'm a present mom and I'm there for him, which I am. But (laughs) I still, you know, have the days where I just break down. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but the best thing i've ever lived <laughs> being a mom it's it's hard to explain i'm still i have to be honest i'm still struggling with you know the transition of working cuz i was used to being so busy all mm-hmm. that i was used to but now being a mom with it is it's been a bit difficult mm-hmm. just to because I, at the end like sometimes i just don't want to Work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay home with I him and just of with him. <laughs>
0: <But> yeah, <laughs> well, seven months—that's so young. Yeah, too. you're like in so that him. new, yeah, new mommy phase. Yeah, I know that wellness is important to you. What are your What are your wellness routines like? Take us through a day in the life. When you wake up, when do you work out? What's okay. like your morning routine?
1: So I've always liked to be active. I feel like you know being active is something that really takes my mind off of work and off of you know stress and worries. So I've always loved to be active. In LA when I lived there for example, I used to play volleyball every Sunday. I would work out at least once. I mean, in LA really was like once a day, once a week. I would work out, but then I was always biking with my husband, getting outside, you know, fresh air, nature really disconnects me. So that's like my wellness secret. Like how do I feel good is really reconnecting myself with nature and being active, like outside, especially overall. Today, as a mom, it was, was a priority to me. You know, like I need to still work out, like have that moment for myself. And a lot of times you're feeling down, no energy. You work out. I'm lazy to work out, especially now. But when I do it, I feel great. I'm eating healthier, but mostly, you know, having quality time with loved ones. is a huge part of my wellness, like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you just want to sit on your sofa and chat with your girlfriend silly things or Mm -hmm. have lunch somewhere, like nothing fancy, but just, you know, chill. Yeah. And that's that for me is just great, like quality time.
0: I think I told you guys last week about my obsession with Vive Organic Wellness Shots. I drink an immunity boost shot every single day. It's ginger turmeric. It's packed with a blend of roots and fruits and flowers for the ultimate immune system strengthener. I love them. I had a case delivered to me in Miami, but I have to tell you. So I went to Lifetime Market, my little health food store on 6th Avenue in New York. People always ask me where it is because I post from inside there. Anyway, they had the energy and immunity, which is like a blueberry ginger. Ginger is my favorite thing ever. And that combo sounded really good and it has 75 milligrams of caffeine so i don't like to drink a matcha or a coffee or anything in the afternoon but sometimes i need that little like kick of energy and i am in love so it tastes amazing and it has green tea as the caffeine so it's not like drinking a shot of espresso or something for me that gets me really wired and i just don't like the aftertaste or anything like that i will be doing this daily i'm sure it's probably going to be my new thing. It also has nootropics and adaptogens. So it has ashwagandha in it, which I feel like kind of helps balance out the caffeine a little bit. And there's just no crazy buzz. There's no crash. It's like this all natural energy and helps with focus to get you through the day. All of Vive Organic Wellness Shots are crafted, fresh pressed from 100% organic superfoods into a daily immunity boost shot. There's zero added sugar, zero artificial flavors, zero artificial color. They come in a variety of blends including Immunity Boost Original, Immunity Boost Elderberry, and Immunity Boost Cayenne. And on top of that, all of the Vive Organic wellness shots are doctor-crafted for effectiveness that you can trust. So right now, visit viveorganic.com and use the code BLONDE at checkout for 15% off your first product. Again, that's viveorganic.com, V-I-V-E, organic.com and the code is blonde at checkout for 15% off your first product. I was just in Florida for 10 days and the New York, I was posting a lot of bikini shots, a lot of thirst traps. And one comment that I kept getting was how flat my stomach is. And when I travel, I like to eat anything and everything you hear in this episode. When I said that I was eating like yuca fries, French fries, just not really paying attention to my diet so much, to be totally honest. And I really had zero bloating and I attribute that to having a healthy gut, but also to my array bloat pills. I do not travel without these because the last thing that you want when you are on vacation is to feel uncomfortable and to be bloated. And these are my ride or die Every trip that I've gone on for the past few years, these come with me and they are amazing. So the bloat capsules are a blend of five herbs and one fruit-based digestive enzyme, and they target so that you feel relief quickly. It addresses all possible causes of bloating. It can help to reduce heartburn, speed up food breakdown, and you basically just take two to three bloat capsules immediately after your meal whether you have just indulged in something really heavy or eaten something that you don't normally eat, or if you just feel like you are starting to get bloated. For me, they work like an absolute charm. They have amazing ingredients. They have bromelain, they have ginger root, lemon balm, dandelion root, peppermint, and slippery elm. And these are things that people commonly take separately. So I love the efficiency of being all in these capsules they are amazing and right now you guys can get 15 percent off your first purchase and you'll get a free sleep mini if you go to array.com and use the code blonde files at checkout that's array.com a-r-r-a-e.com the code is blonde files at checkout to get 15 percent off your first purchase and a free sleep mini It's such an overlooked part of wellness, too, that I agree is so important. I think that people think of like waking up and working out and meditating and the green juice and the this and the that. And it's like, no, that connection is I'm here with my best friend. We've been here for a week and we're just like laughing and like having lunches and dinners. And it's the best. I haven't worked out once. I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) it's like I like my soul and you feel great it. about yes. yourself yeah. yeah I'm like not bloated
1: <laughs> because you're laughing like, so much amazing. yeah and, you know like, you don't worry about like what I'm is what I'm eating is it, like yeah. when you worry too much I feel like that's when you totally actually like gain weight or whatever yes like, yeah,
0: people are gonna hate me for this, but I was like posting. I mean, I've been posting like bikini pictures, uh-huh. and they're like, "What are you doing? What's your work?" And I'm like, "Nothing," and I'm eating fries like twice <laughs> a day. I had fries before I came here. I'm like, it's just no. Stress. Well, you look amazing. <laughs> your legs look like you oh, never you never eat a fry. Thank you. I've been doing yuca fries. I've been doing like fry oh, fry.
1: So <laughs> good. Yuca fries are the best. Oh
0: my god, where I'm staying, they have the like they're deep fried. It's like so oh, oh with geez. the cilantro, it's very like very Brazilian lime. or like
1: Mexican, right? Oh,
0: it's so. <gasps> good <laughs> yeah so that's a good yeah. reminder for everybody yes sometimes you just need to like put the green juice down and like call spend a friend spend time with someone you truly love mm-hmm.
1: yeah love that what are some of your beauty hacks right now so beauty hack for me I mean I'm, I'm obsessed with like skincare before makeup like mm-hmm. I love for me every day I need to put like a be- I have a beauty oil I'm, I'm not to talk about it, but like no, any beauty do. oil out there you're here um, Tell everyone. <laughs> i love a beauty oil too so my secret in the morning i wake up puffy so i put ice on my face and i'm loving to do that especially when i have a photo shoot the ice not only or ice water or ice directly on my face it not only wakes you up i just feel awake and it de-puffs you completely and it closes your pores so like everything you want before makeup or before a photo shoot just to go out if you're puffy especially and then I go in with beauty oil. I mean, my skin moisturized and then beauty oil. And the beauty oil, just I just massage my face and kind of give myself like a quick lymphatic massage to like drain and really, really deep up. So that's like my go-to. Mostly every morning, especially when well, when I'm really lazy and I don't have anything to do. I, have to, I don't have to go out and do it. But <laughs> if I have to go out put makeup on, I definitely do that. Oh, I'm loving finishing my makeup with like cream product uh, if it's like a cream blush or cream highlighter I love that because just in photo before I was like a full matte makeup kind of girl especially mm-hmm. in video and stuff I, I wanted it matte but now I I love like a little glow on the cheeks and always I cannot live without lip liner or something on my lips if I don't have anything on my lips I feel like I'm dead Same. <laughs> what's your favorite lip liner oh my gosh I right now I'm for a long time now the Patrick Ta uh beauty she's strong she's strong she's strong it's like a okay. a perfect i don't have it on right now which mm-hmm. is crazy but cuz i always have it on it's like the perfect brown i feel like for a lot of skin shades as well for me it just works perfectly just to shape your lip and you can wear like a lip balm on top and just look natural or mm-hmm. you can build it up so i love that one
0: amazing oh i have a question <laughs> <laughs> kind of unrelated to everything, but you've been with your husband forever. Yes. Oh my How gosh. did you know he was the one? You guys were together since you were kids, right? Yeah. I was Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> I was 17 years old. It's funny because I had a boyfriend before him that I was like, I was with him for seven months. I, mean, I had a boyfriend before him, I was 17 <laughs> and I was like, I broke up with him and I was like, I'm not going to have a boyfriend for a while now. I'm 17 years old. Like I'm going to be single and and joy. And I meet Icaro oh, and he was 19 and we started, we became friends at first. Like we started talking on the phone and, and then I see we're talking every day on the phone and he had such a fun personality. And the first time I spoke with him on the phone for a while, I was like, I kept thinking about him because he was so funny. And I actually was the one who called back. <laughs> He loves telling this story. just this back
0: during like uh, landlines
1: or was the cell phone time? The cell phone. You know, the, the one that had the the little radio thing. What oh, the Nextel. The nextel. The walkie-talkie. I was like, hi. <laughs>
0: do, do, do. You have the uh. pink baby fat one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, you know, I noticed we're talking every day. I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm I'm really thinking about this guy. So we had our first date and then we started going out. And right away, I, I was like, I... I really like this guy. I didn't know if I loved him right away, but I think like in six months, I we told each other that we loved each other. Mm-hmm. And it was insane. Like, of course, thinking back, I was 17. I would probably be like, yeah, in a few years we'll break up. Mm-hmm. But we never broke up through all these years. We had one or two phases where we're like, ah, oh, you know, but we never broke up. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's a lot because of our communication and like we we always talk about this, like communication and respect are the two most important, probably the most important things in a relationship. You know, communication, why? Because you want to be sure that you're always in the same page. You always want the same thing and you want to grow together. And because mm-hmm. if it gets to a point and most couples that I know that have broke up before, it's because they got to a point of their lives where they wanted different things. Yep. They had to move on separate ways. Mm-hmm. So for us, we've like, we've tried to never go to sleep not talking to each other we try to like resolve it since we were young like and we were not mature you know (laughs) but but we were mature for that Mm -hmm. so it really kept us strong and going of course we had the you know the connection of both being Brazilian living in the US and we knew a few people in the same that a few people that how do you say it in common Mm -hmm. (laughs) my Mm -hmm. English kicking it (laughs) but yeah in respect you know you want to make sure that you admire the person with, and you yeah. have respect for that person and you respect and get that back cuz with respect comes trust and you know if you trust the person there's you can avoid so many things mm-hmm. in like a relationship so yeah and we've been together for yeah i i, I lost count guys <laughs> since i was 17 I'm 35 yeah half your life i'm right? 35 and half your life mm-hmm. and now we have That's a beautiful son, which was our dream mm-hmm. so yeah we're living the best phase of our life now <laughs> Do you attribute a lot
0: of your success to that? Like just 100%. having him there to keep you grounded and he's
1: your partner. You obviously hit the, in business too, the right, right spot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like he has been the one who really kept me grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I say if I, it was my mom as my partner, like I would be completely lost, like thinking that I'm the, <laughs> I'm the shit, you know, uh-huh. cause like he really, there's so many moments in my life that he encouraged me at the right moments. Like you're, are doing amazing, keep going. Mm -hmm. But there were moments where it was like, no, this is, you know, calm down. Like, let's take it easy. Mm -hmm. So it was very important for me. And it is until this day. He is, I always say, I wouldn't be here with you today, probably, if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. He has helped me so much in every single level, professionally, personally, through my life, in my career. And he has always supported me. You know, it's very important to have someone to lift you up. And I try to do the same with him, mm-hmm. but I have so much respect for for him. So and love, of course.
0: <laughs> well, that's very encouraging. I'm sure everybody listening has <laughs> like goals.
1: What's next?
0: What's next for me?
1: I don't have huge plans right now. I definitely want to concentrate now that I'm back. You know, I feel like I was out for like two years. You know, after your mom, mm-hmm. it's it's so deep and like. It's a lot that you feel like it was two years being a mom, like just giving birth and all that postpartum. But I, you know, it's a conversation I just had with my team recently. I'm like, what do I want? I definitely want to concentrate most of my time on my brands now, especially I will lose my beauty brand, which is a newer brand. You know, take it easy. I definitely do tap into some areas maybe that I never tapped into before, but concentrate more on my brands right now. So I think what's new is that I'm a mom. (laughs) I'm more emotional. Um, But yeah, nothing like super new right now. Mm -hmm. There will be.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we will keep our eyes peeled for that. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so good talking to you.
1: You are, you calm me down in a way. Your voice, everything. Thank you you for having me.